Good evening, everybody. I apologize for the lateness. Okay. <clears throat> okay, let's uh, begin right away. Parshas Nosso. Um, so, the, I want to talk, you know, Parshas Nosso is the longest Parsha in the Torah. And obviously, being the longest Parsha in the Torah, there are multiple very interesting young and we spent we spent a lot of time in this parsha talking about Birkas Kohanim and the Smichus Parshas, the the how the juxtaposition of Parshas. I want to focus this year on uh the Parsha of Nazir, specifically the Parsha of Nazir. A fantastic, fantastic insight. Again, of course from Ravlapiansky, um uh that just to the in understanding the depth of what's going on in the Parsha of Parshas Nazir. It's a it's a very puzzling and difficult parsha to understand, in the sense that the that even in the Gemara there is a big question as to whether or not the Nazir is a tzaddik, or is he a rasha? Is he a good person? Is he a bad person? Is he doing something that's right, or is he doing something that's wrong? We find uh, as part of the whole seder parsha of parsha of Nazir that he has to bring one of the korbanos that he has to bring. One of the sacrifices they has to bring as part of a part of the process of being a nazir is uh, a carbon chatas. He has to bring us an offering, as though he's done something wrong. Of course, there are multiple different uh, ways to look at what exactly was, what is the chet, what exactly did he do wrong, why is it, why is it, why is it looked at in that way? But um, I mean, the Gemara, from the Laurentinus, it would appear that he brings a chatas if he messes up. Part of part, part along the way, not if he completes the carbon. If he messes up, he becomes tummy. So then it's a giloy, it's a revelation that he wasn't really a, a balmadrega, a balhochi to, um, to, to do what he's, what he's accepted upon himself to do. And therefore, he's a chote. He's doing, he's taking on too much for himself. We'll, we'll try to be mimic, go a little deeper into what they, exactly that means in, in a moment. But, but, but if, he, if he successfully completes the transition, he goes through. The whole process of being a nazir, he does his uh, he does his uh, he does his sixty days. He does excuse me. He does his thirty days as a nazir, and he comes through it fine. So then that's okay. Uh, you know, it's uh, what does that mean exactly? In other words, it, it, again, it's not clear. We're not defining very clearly for ourselves. Is it is this a good thing? Is this a positive thing, or is this not a positive thing? Is this something that we want people to do? We're not. We don't. We will. In fact, in the Yerushalmi. It, it brings out the point a little, even even a little more sharply. The, the way the Yushalmi states it, the Yushalmi says, "Lo dayecha." Is it not enough? Mashasar hatayra. And this is a, this is an idea that uh, that a lot of the Baal Machshava stop on. In other words, Hakadosh Baruch says, "Look what a wonderful world I gave you. I gave you a world. It has grapes. It has wine. It has right." So it's true. The Rashi says the the, the juxtaposition of Parshas Nazir to Parshas Sota is because. The Nazar sees what the consequences of intoxication are, and he says to himself, you know what, I don't want any part of that. I don't want to have a piece of that. That's, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. He's reactionary. He's, he's growing. He's looking at himself, and he's saying, <coughs> I don't want to end up with that kind of behavior. And I'm not just going to be passive and look at it and say, oh, that would never happen to me. I'm actually going to do something about it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take my take the take the carbon. I'm going to, I'm not going to do I'm not going to do these types of things. But at the end of the day, the Torah, the, the Rebbe gave it to you. That means the Rebbe says, you can control yourself. I expect you to be able to control yourself. I expect you to be able to utilize this properly, use it for what it's meant for. 
grow from it, gain from it. And the fact that you're not willing to do it, that, that's also, that, that's problematic. Um, and the truth of the matter is, I mean, even from, from an Ashkafic standpoint, that's a, from a meaning from, a, from the, the standpoint as a, as a moralist or a Jewish philosopher, like, how do we look at this? In other words, basically, um, the Rebbein Shem gave us a Torah. We say, Torah Hashem Tamima. The Rebbein Shem's Torah, the instructions that the Rebbein Shem laid out for us are exacting and they're very precise. Now, Kosh Baruch Hu gave us all the tools that we need in order to perfect ourselves and to perfect our character, to do what it is that we're supposed to be doing, to live the lives that we're supposed to be living, gain, to, 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 be, to be, be positive in the sense of, of whatever it is that's necessary for us. So why do we feel the need to go ahead and do it? And the truth of the matter, again, it's true in, in the microcosm of this is, is the Nazir, but the macrocosm in the bigger picture, it's you could really, you could ask the same question when it comes to all areas of chumras, of, of, uh, of people taking on stringencies upon themselves, doing things that are quote unquote extra, going, going the extra mile. What, why is that something that's positive? In other words, how, how are we to see that? What, what, we know, right, that there is a, there is a, um, there's space for this within the context, within the broader context of what halacha allows. It allows for these types of chumras, allows for for certain stringencies, allows for a person to uh, to focus on things and to and to do go, go the extra mile, so to speak. In other words, there's what we call there's what the, there's um, there's what we call shura uh, satin. There's the letter of the law, and then there's lifnimah shura satin to go beyond the letter of the law. There's the spirit of the law. There's that. But, but why? why? Why do we need a spirit of the law? In other words, isn't it enough that we have a halacha? And what Nazar really brings out, brings home to us, the whole parsha of Nazar really brings home to us is, is like, where does that, where does all of that fit in, into my, into my approach, into how I do in my avodah Hashem? And if I'm, if I'm truly looking to grow as a person, why aren't the mitzvahs that Akash Baruch gave me enough? Why isn't that, why isn't that satisfactory? I have to go find other things to do. I have to go find more things beyond the, the level of what HaKadosh Baruch wants from me? And the truth of the matter is, there's, there's another place where this, this really jumps out. It jumps out of this, again, this, along the same track, the same, the same idea, the same, the same expression. Um, the Ramam spends in, in the Ramam in, in his Sefer, um, Hilchas Deus, right? In Sefer Madan, Hilchas Deus, the Ramam where he's describing how a person builds his character. He's talking about character traits that a person is supposed to strive for, the things a person is supposed to do. And the realm there says, says goes uh, very, um, goes to great lengths to describe for us the Shvil HaZahab, the golden path, the Derech HaMamutza, the balanced way, the, the mean that's right in the middle, the, the point of following something that's very, you know, not too much to the right, not too much to the left, not too much lechumra, not too much lekula. Find the place where you belong and follow that path because that's there. If you follow over there, then you'll be golden. Everything will be great. Pardon the pun, right? In other words, the the Ram calls it the shvil hazav. He calls it the golden path. He calls it. But right there in the halachas, in the very next halacha, the Ram says, and if a person wants to take upon himself amidas hachasidus. I'm just seeing if I have the right realm here with me. Um, it wants to take wants to take upon himself the midas achasidus, the uh, a righteous path. He can go a little bit more. He can do another step. He can go. He can go a little extra. What, what does that mean? You're going extra. Going extra. What? what? Going extra. Why? 
Where's, why is there a pathway for more? I mean, make up your mind. Either, either the golden path, the, the ideal that I'm striving for is perfect balance, or you're telling me that actually, no, it's more than that, or, or it's not. I know, where, where is that, uh, where's that idea that, uh, um, where's that idea that that's somehow better to, to, to look for it, um, to look for something more, to look, to go beyond what, what, what the, the letter of the law really demands of me. So, um, And e- again, again, even in in the expression of what a nazir is, right? Let's go, go bring let's bring it back to back. Let's bring the focus back to our parsha. Our parsha. The nazir. The, when you talk about a nazir, the word nazir, the shorash of the word nazir, the sore, the the root of the word nazir is nazir, is to as a crown. It's as though we're saying this person is somehow special, right? Again, let's not kid ourselves. We find throughout Tanakh, especially the concept of Nazar Shimshon, right? Shmuel Anavi was a Nazar, Shimshon was a Nazar. These people who were supposed to be holy from, from birth, from the moment of birth, they're referred to, they, 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 in their holiness, they're Nazirim. That's what makes them Kaddish, that's what makes them special. That what, what, what makes them something that, that's unusual is their Nazirus. And, and, and it's called that. A Nazar means a, na- a Nazar comes from the word Nazar, it means to have a crown. A crown means. Somebody who strives for something that's above himself, something for somebody who strives for something that's more than himself, that's that's beyond his uh, the the limitations of of of, of a regular person. Um, uh, so it's like this. It's like this. The, 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 this idea is is sort of uh, focused on both in the in the Hasidic world, but the Magad the Magad the Magad of Mezrich talks about this. And uh, and the and the Ramchal talks about this in the Sisharim. We find this idea uh, of of what it is, and perhaps we can we can really um, um, uh, focus in on it. The the Magid the Magid and the and the and the Ramchal point out that we refer to we have a concept that's called Nazer Elokav Ima. That, that the Ribbon Shom has a, has a Nazar, he has a crown. Now, that, that's a difficult concept to understand also, because the, the Pshat the in a crown, the, the, the concept of crown, the concept of Malucha, the concept of kingship, really we talked a little bit about this on Shuas, is, is elevating something to something beyond what it stands for by itself. Meaning like this. Uh, I'll, use the, I'll use the example, the, the example that we had in, on Shavuos, and then we'll try to apply it over here as well. It says the the Agadita that we studied on Shavuos was it says that when Moshe Rabbeinu came up on top of Har Sinai, so he found the Rivanashom, he found he found he found Hakadosh Baruch Hu, found the Master of the Universe was sitting and tying crowns onto the letters. He was tying crowns onto the letters, without going into the whole Shiran and the whole explanation of what that is. But the concept over there is clear that in order for a crown to go onto the letter, it needs to be tied on. It doesn't fit onto it naturally. Meaning what the crown is, what the nazer is to the letter is that you can take that letter and develop it to something more than what it appears by itself. 
it it doesn't it doesn't come to its full expression to its full reality unless you unless you put effort into it. Again, in the Hemshach, in the continuation of the Anagadato, the conversation that takes place between the Rebbeinu and and Moshe Rabbeinu uh, is that Akash Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, the mitzvos don't become what they can potentially be until you actually contri- contri- contribute to them as well. Meaning, it, this is the sort of the theme of the of the first shara of Nefesh Achaim, the beginning of Nefesh Achaim. He says the the whole idea is tenu oz lelokim. You have to give oz. You have to give energy. You have to give strength to the Rebbeinu How do we give strength to the Rebbeinu What does that mean? We, we're giving strength to the Rebbeinu what the Rebbe of infinite koach. The Rebbe Hashem has unlimited, koach, unlimited strength, unlimited energy, unlimited power. So how are we giving power to the Rebbe so, so the idea is that we have the capability of seeing how much hashpa, how much flow of spiritual energy manifests in this world is completely up to us. It's completely up to us. And to the degree that we manifest HaKadosh Baruch Hu's spiritual energy, the, the idea that I say over and over again, you've heard me say this many times, manifesting spiritual potential in the physical dimension, meaning bringing things down into this world, that's that's our job. That's what we do. We're, and with that, we, we come on, on a certain level, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that we energize him because the more we open up the spigot for that spiritual energy, the more spiritual energy flows through it. And the more power there is, that's involved with it. The more, the more, the more that it that it's involved with what with what it is. Um, so the same thing over here. You have halachos. You have laws. You have or you have a body of a person. What is a person? He is what you see in front of you. You have a person from his head to his toe, his full potential. That's what he is. He's standing here. He he is what he is. Whatever he is. But if you put a crown on his head then you elevate him above all other people. You make him into a melech. You make him into a king. That means a king means somebody who is above other people. He's He has some dimension to him that is beyond everybody else. What gives him that dimension? His keser, his crown, his nazer that you put onto his head. That which you attached on top of him means that he now is not, he doesn't end here. He ends here where his crown ends. That that becomes a part of him. That's that's the that's the kosher ksarim. That's the, that's Hakadosh Baruch tying crowns onto the letters. That the letters have more potential. And Hashem says to Moshe Ben Azreini, you should have given me help, Azer, which is from the lashon of Oz. You should be the one that adds strength to me to be able to make this happen. You should be what it, you should be what I could be. So, so that's that's really the essence of what we're talking about over here. There are halachos in the Torah. There are halachos that the Torah gives us. There's laws. There's a system of, of, of functioning, of interaction that exists in the Torah. That's true. And that system of functioning is full. Just like, just like you or I, we're, we're full human beings from our head to our toes. We are a full human being. A fully, we have full potential to be everything that we need to be. But there's another dimension to that also. There's another dimension. There's another dimension, which is which is that we have the, the possibility of expanding beyond ourselves. In fact, you know, the, the concept of Nazirus comes from that a person makes, a person utilizing his koach of dibur, his strength, his ability to say things can change reality. We find this by Nadarim as well. You can make vows. A person can make a vow. A person can make an oath. A person can say what the Torah calls that the, uh, to be mafli. Mafli. The word mafli means means hafla'a. 
right? The, 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 the pastor calls it, calls when a person makes a neder, the Torah calls it a hafla'ah. The word hafla'ah means a wonder. It means it's something, uh, it's something that is not quantifiable. It's not something, it's, 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 it's breaks the paradigm. It, it, it breaks out of the limitation of what they, what you see in front of you. It, there's a, there's a, um, there's a way to bring out um, something that is more than what appears that what what there appears on the surface. You can go, you can go beyond. You can do a davar pele, but who pele, right? It says a person is ish um, kiyafli. If a person will will say a wonder, the hazer nezer to make a nether, to make an oath, to make to make something kadosh, to make something to elevate something beyond what it looks like over here. You have the same thing with regard to hektish, for instance. You make it, you take a regular animal, you turn it into a carbon, you turn it into something special for the room. You turn it into something that's elevated above its its regular potential, becomes something more than what it could have been. You reveal the higher dimension, the element of elokus, the element of of the Rebunisham, of, of, of the source of all energies in this world. And how do you do it? You do it by saying things. Because Dibor, as we've spoken out many times before, Dibor is the, our potential. It says, it says like this. It says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Adam, it says that he was, Vayipach ba'apav nishma schaim, Hashem blew into his nostril the breath of life. What is the breath of life? So Tagamunkos is a famous idea we've talked about many times before. Tagamunkos says that's the Ruach Mamalala, the ability to speak. Now, the ability to speech doesn't mean the ability of communication, right? That doesn't mean communication. It's much more than communication. It's communication plus. It means the ability to, tra- to give over abstract ideals, to connect to something that's higher, that's, that can't be defined by what I am, meaning a person is made up, of a neshama, the, the life force of a person is made up of three parts, without going, without going into this in great depth, right? We're going to go through this very quickly. Nefesh, ruach, neshama has three parts that are called the nefesh, the animated living part of his soul, that which gives life to his body. The ruach, the spirit of what he is, which is something which is like air that's blown out of myself. It's something that I express outwardly. And the neshama, which is the neshima, the breath that comes from the Yibam the connector between the nefesh, between the animated living soul of what I am here physically in this world, the, par- the paradigm that we talked about of the person from his head to his, to, to his toes, that's nefesh. Ruach, that's his koach, that's his ability to connect that nefesh to something that's really above him, which is called neshama, which is, which is something that, that comes from a higher world, that comes from another dimension. So he has a connector to that higher dimension. What is that connector? How does that connector express itself in this world? Through his koach, through his ability of dibur, of speech. Speaking, ruach mamalala, the ability to connect to a higher dimension, that's what a person has that's unique about him. That's what has, that, that changes him, that allows him to reach to reveal higher elements. That's the that's the real koach. That's the real idea of 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 what the uh, the, uh, the 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 koach of dibur really is all about. So so it's like this: if a person goes ahead and he he does things, everything that he's supposed to do, he stays within the limitations of exactly what he is. That he never breaks out of that. So then he's not. He's not being. He's not reaching up outside of the this world. This worldly dimension. 
when a person's created in this world, a person has, has the possibility not just to utilize every sense of what there is in this world, all my physical capabilities. I have an ability to break through beyond that. I can have a koch, not, not just, not just the, the possibility of following all the rules, but I can actually become imaginative and go beyond that. Think of it like this. If a person's a soldier, right? What, what happens when they put somebody into the army? So they put him in the army. And what do they want? They want him to be, follow every single rule that they lay out very rigidly, exactly what they tell him. Every rule must be followed. Every rule has to be exactly the way I said. They want you, they shave off your head. They put you in a uniform. They make you clones, one of the next. Each person is exactly the same as the next person. And they want an exact rule follower. But who are the people who are truly succeed? Who are the people that truly become something like a, a career army person? They want to say, does he just follow the rules? No, no, no. He's got to be somebody who has a little bit of imagination. He can break out just beyond the rules, just a little. Again, we're, we're not talking about somebody, we're not talking about an iconoclast. We're not talking about somebody who's gonna, who's gonna break the mold completely and leave everything behind. Then he'll never fit into the army. They'll, they'll toss him out on his head. He'll be gone in a moment. But if he has just that little bit of imagination, that ability to push himself a little beyond, just a little out of the paradigm. So the, 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 the model that's set up is a strong paradigm. It's a box and you're in that box. If you can open up a little window in the box to something that's beyond, now you have creative ability. You have the potential to be something a little bit more. You have that little extra, you have that little extra edge that goes over everybody else. That's, those are the people that are truly successful. Those are the people that truly, that truly uh, uh, rise and come become something more. That's, that's the chat what we're talking about over here. A person has to push himself to be something just a little bigger than what than what he than, than what he was in the uh, in, um, in what you were before. In other words, the, the the idea that a person can bring a a neder, a person can make a nedava, a person can make a gift to the base hamikdash. Rosh Baruch says these are the korbanos that you're supposed to bring. But there's the possibility of doing a nedava, of giving something more, of taking something and going a step beyond with it. Right? What what's the pshat? That you have the capability of elevating yourself outside of stepping up stepping up your game so to speak to just just one level more um so then then a person has that has if a person does that right that's the idea of nadarim and shuas but again what we're still struggling with is what what about the fact that it's taras hashem tamima akadosh knows what you need akadosh can lay out the pattern for you why, why isn't it good enough for me to just follow in line? Why isn't it good enough for me to just fill the Torah Hashem to me? The whole to the Torah should be complete. What, what the Torah wants from me should be something that's that's simply uh, everybody's able to, to 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 do that. Now, again, we have a the, there's a concept that says like it says it says Ahava is Makalkelas Hashem. It's clear that you can't break the box. You can't smash everything and just go and be whatever you want to be. That doing, being whatever you want to be, saying now I'm not going to follow any of the rules, that doesn't work either. Like even when the Ramam says, Midas talks about a Midas Hasidus, right? He says there's the the the, the Derech Hamamutza, there's the middle path, there's the golden mean, there's the way that a, that a person should express himself. But 
if he wants to go with Midas Achsidus, he has to go a little bit more, a little, a little over, a little over. How, how do we define that little bit over? To find, how do we find where the place is that a person is supposed to go beyond? You know, there's an expression that we say, Ha'ava is makalkelas as Ashura. Love breaks the line. It breaks, it, it messes up the line. You don't see anything, things in straight lines anymore. You're not, you're not rigidly forward. You're not, you're not simply thinking straight, just, just in the box. There's a, but there's a Shura still. There, there is a box. It, it, it's within the context of the box that I have to, that I have to figure myself out. How, how do I make that happen? Where does it, where does that happen? So, there is a Meiri, and the Meiri is one of the early commentators from uh, from from 12th century Spain. Uh, it has a sefer called Chibur Hachuva, and in the Chibur Hachuva, the Meiri brings the following. You know, there's a famous story. Um, um, uh, uh, he 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 defines for us when this breaking out of line is advantageous. And when it's negative, because what we see from the beginning of our parsha, as we said before, Nazar is sometimes a chote and sometimes a tzaddik. Sometimes he's righteous, and sometimes not. So how do, how do we define it? When, when is it righteous? When is it not righteous? It's a very very interesting idea. Um, the um, the Gemara in the Darim brings the Rabbi Shmuel Kain Gadol said that I never ate from the carbon of a Nazar. I never ate from the carbon chatas of a nazir except for one time. And the Gemara proceeds to tell a story about a certain roa, a certain shepherd, that he came to Yerushalayim. It was a very good-looking young man, and he came to he made it. He made he became a nazir, and he came to Yerushalayim and he cut off his hair. And Rabbi Shmuel asked him, "What, what what's going on? Why do, why would you make yourself into a nazir? You're such a beautiful you're such a beautiful person." And the nazir has to shave all the hair off, all shave it all off. You have such beautiful hair. Why would you do that to yourself? Why do you do that? So the Gemara says that this person, this nazir, he said he tells Rabbi Shmuel Kain Gadol. He said to him, he said, "I I I looked at my reflection. I I caught myself looking at my reflection." In the well, when I took, when I was taking the sheep to, you know, to, to to graze. I was taking care of them, and I looked at my own reflection in the well, and I saw that I had beautiful hair, and I recognized in myself a mida character trait that I was going to become conceited. I was going to become flatter. I was going to flatter myself. I was going to become a person that was caught up with always fixing his hair and, and exactly how I look. That be, so I made a nether. I made a, I made a nether to Hashem that I'm going to take that hair and I'm going to bring it as a carbon to Hashem. I'm going to use that hair for some to, to elevate myself to a higher plane. I'm going to cut off that hair and give it to the Yibron Hashem. The Marcus of Yishmael, the kind God says, from that person I was, I was willing to eat. But from every other nazir, I never ate from the carbon contest of a nazir. So Yushami asks, what do you mean? What does that mean? Every, every carbon chatas. What, so, so what's the pshat? So, so the Mars, I'm sorry, so the Mars is what's the pshat? Because every other nazir, every other nazir, it's coming out of a, out of a reactionary state. It's a person doing something that's simply a reaction. But this person, he, he was different. So, so the Yushami asks, what do you mean? Every, every, does it mean that Rabbi Shmuel never ate from a carbon chatas, he never ate any sin offerings. I mean, every every sin offering that's brought is brought because somebody did something wrong. Somebody acted out of line, and they and they did an avera, they did a sin. So so Rabbi Shmuel wasn't going to eat from any of them. 
Why, why over here, why Dafka over here by the Chatas of a Nazir, does Rabbi Shmuel take it to this extreme to say that, um, so to say that there's a, that, that, that he doesn't eat from the Karbanas because the, the Chatas comes because the Nazir did something wrong. And only this Nazir was a Tzadik, but every other Nazir is not a Tzadik, and therefore I'm not eating from him. And every other Karban Chatas, Rabbi Shmuel did eat from. I mean, the Kohen Gadol ate regularly from carbon chattas. So, so what does it mean that he never, that he didn't eat from this carbon chattas? So the, the, the Me'iri explains, that's like this, the Me'iri explains that the, um, um, oftentimes when we take on an extra madrego, when we take on something bigger than ourselves, it's, it comes from a place which is purely emotional. It's like an emotional reaction, like an, a knee-jerk reaction, right? A knee-jerk reaction. A person says, a person says um, I spoke Lashon Hara. Oh, now I'm going to make a Tainas Tzibur. I'm going to make a Tainas Dibur. I'm not going to speak at all for the rest of the week because I said Lashon Hara one time. I did X, and I, immediately I have like this gut reaction of how to respond, how to fix that, how to fix that. That type of chumrah, that type of that type of reaction, that's not appropriate. That's not necessarily appropriate. You know, it's, a person has to do what a person has to do is a person has to analyze the the flaw or analyze the idea. Look at what it is that uh, where where it is at its very source, at its at, at its very root. And find an extra step, find an extra meter. Like the Ramam says in the Midas Hasidus, you don't want to be going to the other extreme to become, you know, a f- a fanatical about something. It's you want to add a little bit more than what you were doing yesterday. You want to be do something a little bit extra, but the little bit extra that you're doing has to be looked at from a place where wh- that's done with a chajman. It's done. It's done with with a rational thinking of through of why it is this thing that I'm taking on is going to improve what I'm doing, what I'm, what I, what I was doing before. Um, the, uh, the, the, the signposts for how we're supposed to behave comes from the Torah and the mitzvahs. Those are our signposts. Those are the indications of what we really want to, what we really want to do. Um, if we want to go a step further than what the mitzvahs tell us. So the Torah says you could do that. You could be Makadish things. You could you could elevate yourself. You could connect to and go a step further using your koch of Dibur. You could make Nidarim. You could take things that were permissible for you and you could make them usur. You could take things you could take things to another level. But but it has to be, it has to be from a place that um where you thought about it. It has to be a Dabra Pella. It has to be a wondrous thing. It has to be something that elevates me. It has to be something that transforms me. It can't just be something that's just reactionary. It can't just be something where that, that's not clear that this is going to change who I am. Um, the, the concept that Nazir comes to teach us is this. The Nazir looks around and he doesn't simply react to the fact that wine is an intoxicator, and therefore, because I don't want to become intoxicated and become and fall into the trap of Sota, therefore I'm going to asser myself from all wine. It has to be with 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 a cheshbon, with a calculation, like like the Nazar in the story with Rabbi Shmuel. He looked at his hair and he didn't say, "Oh, I'm just going to cut off my hair." He said, "I'm going to make my hair. I'm going to elevate my hair to another madriga. I'm going to elevate myself 
to another level. I'm going to take that hair and I'm going to be makdish it and bring it as a carbon Hashem. I'm going to make it into something that's special. I'm going to utilize what would have been my flaw. I'm going to utilize that for avodas Hashem. I'm going to utilize that as, as, as something that, that can transform me, that can make me into something better. That's when it becomes a dabar pella. That's when it becomes that we're tying the kisharim, we're tying the tagin, excuse me, we're tying the tagin, we're tying the crowns onto the letters. We're, 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 we're being mekayim, we're fulfilling what Hashem said to Moshe Menu, you need to help me. You need to make, you need to make it more, it's not about me. I think this is the nakuda. The point is, the focus is not about me. It's not about fixing me. It's about making the Rebbe greater in the world. It's about how am I going to bring about a greater Hashras Hashchina? How am I going to bring about a greater awareness of the Rebbe in the world? How am I going to bring about something that's more? That's why it's, it's, it adds on to it. That's why it becomes something that's that's that's, that's more that's a greater perfection. That's why it's 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 Nazar Elokav Ima, the crown of the Rebbe There's expressing the Rebbe in the world. And then there's there's super expression of the Rebbe Hashem in the world. I can. It's not that I'm Shalom changing the Rebbe Hashem. It's that I'm changing my relationship with the Rebbe Hashem so that I'm manifesting a greater degree of spiritual potential in the physical dimension. I'm reaching up and I'm transforming how Hakadosh Baruch Hu informs my world, how Hakadosh Baruch Hu informs my reality, how my how my connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu is that much closer. It's not about me. It's about how am I being mekadeshim shemayim. It's about the the ish kiyafli lindar neder. A person makes a pella. A pella is a wondrous thing. People look at him and they say, "Wow, that's a special person. What what tremendous midos. What time? You know, uh, as a dogma, as, as an example, right? There are certain people that you just look at them. The Gemara says that when when you when you when you see a talmud chacham, you should, your reaction should be. Ashrei Yoladetai, right? Praised is the woman that gave birth to such a child, right? Ashrei Mishalab, Rabbi Shalom, the Torah praised is his Rebbe that taught him Torah, right? And, and this person, his whole being exudes a certain sense of, of connection, of elevated spirituality. Of it. I don't know if you ever saw pictures of Rav Shlomo Zalman Ayerbach. When you saw Rav Shlomo Zalman, you, you, said, you, you just said, there's a special person. There's a person. Now, did he, did he take on extra things more than your average person? Like when he, when his dictum for mitzvahs was a greater, of course it was, but it wasn't, it was never a show. It was never about himself. It was about how he connected to Yerusha. We, we all do mitzvahs, right? You know, the person says, um, you often hear like the person says, what's the difference between him and me? The person, the, the Amarit says, the Gemara says, the Amarit says, what's the difference between him and me? He wears pants and I wear pants. What's the, what, what, how, do, how, how are we supposed to see the difference? The answer is, the difference is yes, but how do, how do you interact with the world? How do, how do you elevate the world to make it into a better place? How, do you, how does everything that you do show that idea? I guess what comes to mind for me is that, that, that powerful maestro that I tell over many times about the Divrei Chaim. The Divrei Chaim was the, the Tanzer Rebbe, right? It says that the Tanzer Rebbe once, once came, came to him and he says to him, Rebbe, I don't get it. You make a bracha and you eat an apple, and I make a bracha and eat an apple. What's the difference between my bracha and your bracha? What's the difference between my eating the apple and your eating the apple? And the rabbi told him this. He said to him, the difference between me and you is, is a whole world, because you make a bracha so you can eat an apple, and I eat an apple so I can make a bracha. In other words, for me, the apple becomes a manifestation of the Rebbe in the world. 
it's a whole different way of recognizing, of seeing things. And when you see the world that way, so then everything becomes elevated. And your koach of dibur, your koach of mafli, of mafli, of ishki yafli, you have that, that ability to make something into wondrous because you have the koch with your dibur to connect to the higher dimension, to something that's more than just your physical being. You have with your koch with your dibur to attach a, ta, a nazer, a nazer, a nazer al roshai, to attach a crown, to be somebody who's elevated and transformed, to be a ben melech, to be a true prince or true basmalka, true princess. That's all you, that's all, that's all we strive to be. Just by our whole very being, that's what the Parsha of Naz is really coming to teach us. The Parsha of Naz is coming to teach us that we have greater potential. We have more inside of us. We don't, we, we, it's true that the mitzvahs guide us and they give us an exact guidepost. But you, we want to get to the madrega of Ahava Makalkelas Ashura, the Ahava that breaks with the line, that breaks with the idea of everything being Shura Sadin the line of the law, the paradigm which everything fits into, the Derech the, the the golden mean. We're not looking to jump to the end and looking so that everybody will look at us and say, oh, you look like you're something different. Take on tiny little Kabbalahs, Kabbalahs that elevate you, that make you conscious of how you carry yourself, of how you look at everything, how you appreciate everything, and how you see your relationship with your Rebbe so it becomes not about me, but about I become an expression of the Rebbe in the world, an expression of the Rebbe that's more than just the limited me, but it's me with the crown on top of it. Hashem says to Moshe you have the koach, the tnu oz lelokim. You have the koach to give strength, kaviyachot to the Rebbe to actualize more spiritual potential in the physical dimension, to transform it and to make it into something that's special. That's the parsha of Nazar, that's really what we're ultimately striving for. Okay, a wonderful Shabbos, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Sure.